Hi, I'm Julie Morgenstern, and welcome to Time to Parent, the podcast that will give you more time, less guilt, and deeper joy. Today, we're talking about breaking your tech addiction with a client named Christy. This episode is one of the most pressing ones of the series. Tech can be a great connector. It brings people together who are geographically far apart. But it also takes you out of any space you're in. And in that way, it separates you from people who are physically close by. That little screen is a big problem. And trust me, I get it. So many parents, in fact, so many people today are addicted to tech. But I also want to stress that your kids see your tech addiction. And it models what their relationship to tech should look like in a not-so-great way. If you're addicted, chances are your kids are too. And now we go to Christy. Christy is a single working mother of two boys, ages 10 and 12. She works in banking, so her work is pretty demanding with long hours and a lot of mental heavy lifting. So when Christy isn't at work, she spends every waking moment on tech. Take a listen to our conversation. So I know that you came on this episode, our skill episode, as one who felt she was addicted to technology. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. And so in our time together, if there was, um, so I could wave a magic wand and I could fix something, what would that be when it comes to your addiction to technology? Um, it would be great if my children and I would be able to free ourselves of some more um, non-technology time to do things together um, and connect more without having to do with technology. Mm -hmm. um, if I can give you an example. Love it. You know, talking yeah. about t technology is something that we do all the time because they're getting to a point where, um, you know, they have friends that have access to phones or they have phones or Apple Watches or mm -hmm. Xbox and everything mm -hmm. that they do revolves around technology. Um, and it's there's really no way to kind of disconnect from that other than to drag them out to the movies, which, again, I mean, that could be somewhat of a technology, maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. or dragging them to the park, which they don't want to do anymore. Or if we go to dinner, it's, again, there's a phone there, and we're all checking emails or messages or whatever it is. Um, I mean, sometimes I text them to say, guys, get off the phone, because <laughs> yeah. they're not even looking up. Um, and so you mean, You're in the same room? Same room. Across from everybody's me, they're all looking at this. their phones. Everyone's looking at their phones, and I'm and you text them. them. Hey guys, can you get off the phone? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that's happened a few times. Um, <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's while it's a distraction for all of us, um, it's been also a savior too. So it's kind of a hard kind of. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to balance sometimes, right. because you know I'm very busy. I'm working. I'm parenting. I'm doing all these things. Sometimes I need a break too, so it's kind of nice to be like, okay, guys, you can you can go play Xbox for a little bit, or you know, yeah, sure, you want right. to watch some YouTube on your phone, sure. That gives me an hour <laughs> to do other things like potentially order groceries on my phone, <laughs> or make a meal, or I don't know. Right. So right. it's a it's a balancing act that I'm having challenges with. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That uh, when you're saying that it's also a lifesaver when they're on their tech, because that gives you a little space exactly. that you need. Okay. But 
everybody, if we go back to sort of the big goal here, which is that that you and the boys disconnect enough to have some non-tech connecting time together. Yes. And, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the tech habits because you have some, the boys Mm -hmm. have some, and then you have some as a family. Mm -hmm. So let's first talk about your tech habits. Sure. Take the boys out of the picture for now. What is your relationship to your devices? I can't live without it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have an iPad, I have an iPhone, I have my computer um, Mm -hmm. at work. I mean, I literally can't live without it. My whole calendar is on there. It keeps me organized. It helps me communicate with my babysitters, and I have two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, dog walkers, you know, my work, uh, ordering groceries, ordering everything online, basically, because I don't have time to go to the stores anymore. Um, Just seeing what's out there, you know, reading the news or podcasts or, you know, just reading audibles or anything. I can't live without it. It's the first thing I look at, the last thing I look at, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I'm also, you know, obviously on social media and, you know, kind of reading up on what's what's going on with everyone else's lives. You know, it just kind of helps to not think about my own life in a way, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. Also helps me connect with family members and friends I haven't talked to in a while. So, you know, yeah. it's other things as yeah. well as yeah. work and Okay. Life so, demands as well. Right. So you're using technology for many, many, Everything. many purposes. It's, yeah. Okay. And then last question, and then start diving in a little bit on some things that we can do about it. What's your habits as a family around technology? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it gets funny. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do allow them to use Xbox and phones and things like that. Typically around things, ti- typically around when I need some, I, I need some time to do right. things on my own. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I've been preparing for this test, and I needed really some quiet time. So I would be like, you know, go ahead and go, you can play a little bit more, and then their time will run out and be like, okay, here's an extra hour, here's an extra hour, and here's an extra hour. And before you know it, it's like a full day of video games. Yeah, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other times when, you know, they just want to watch a movie. They're like sick of Xbox, and they're like, "Okay, actually, we want to do something different." And I'm like, "What would you like to do?" And they'll say, "Well, let's go outside. I'll go skateboard or something." And then I'll, I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll go watch you." And then I'll bring my phone, and I'm watching my phone, mm-hmm. and they're skateboarding. And so there's, it's it's very challenging. Or we'll try to watch a movie, and then I'll have my phone because I just have to figure out what's happening with whatever is happening. Um, So maybe it's a little bit me, maybe it's a little bit them, but there's Mm -hmm. always some level of technology involved in Mm -hmm. everything that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. Dinner time, when we go to a restaurant, not necessarily at home, but when we go out to dinner, you know, sometimes I just want to have a nice, quiet five minutes, glass of wine, and if they get on the phone, I'm not going to push back until the food (laughs) comes. The food comes, then phone's away. So mm-hmm. we do have certain rules around the house. I do try to limit, like, Xbox. Um, there's an ability for us to time um, how long they could be on it. So that's timed on a weekly basis. On a weekend, they have a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the phone as well, um, there's a timer on that. I use, you know, different apps like Pact and other things that can actually restrict usage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just generally before bed, you have, you know, we just our rule is leave the phone downstairs and you can't bring it to your room. So. Right. That's the only thing I've been doing. But outside of that, it's pretty fluid. So, you know, it's really interesting. You're 
you're discounting a little too fast the things you're doing well. <laughs> I actually think it's a big deal that you you're obviously trying to do some limitation if you have instituted timers. Mm. So Xbox for X amount of time or not while we're eating dinner um, or they, they go downstairs when you go up to bed. Those are actually really good things. And I don't think you should just throw them away like, ah, and just focus on what you're not doing. Well, a lot of people are not utilizing those strategies or those uh, the, the technology that can help mm-hmm. limit our own, like it's sort of the human addictedness, right? Like Xbox, you could play forever and ever and ever and ever unless the timer goes off. Although it's also very interesting that the boys, if they're doing it so long, they're like, we're sick of it. <laughs> and I do think all humans, no matter what their age, get to some point of like screen overdose. Mm. It's like it just feels toxic. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my God, I cannot look at a screen and have these lights and your eyes start to go a little like bad. And and that's of all ages, which I think is an encouraging thing about human nature, Mm -hmm. that the body gets to a point of overdose. It's like I need to be away from screens. So I think that's promising. And I think what's going on, what's really interesting is it's that it's that you're your use of the technology and the when you're using it and how you're using it. I don't mean what you're using it for, mm-hmm. like, but the when is a little bit non-strategic. Mm. And it's not proactively thought through. It's reactive. So you need a mental health break. You need a minute to yourself. You're, a, you know, a wor- hardworking single mom taking tests, preparing for holidays, whatever you're doing, and you just need, and so it's a reaction. Mm -hmm. You're like, you guys go on that, and I need a minute. So you're using it in that way. That's a reaction, Mm. right? Um, And then they're sort of, okay, we're done with that. We want to do skateboarding, but you are, you know, not actually ready. You're not disconnected. So I think this is about synchronizing and being very thoughtful and strategic about when you use technology Hmm. and when you don't. I think that's one thing we should talk about. And then I think the other piece of it, which is kind of what you said early on, is like we, your goal is to find other things that you guys can do to connect with each other. Mm -hmm. That's not technology. We're going to go to a quick break in just a moment. But first, let's recap. Christy, a tech-addicted mom, uses tech for everything, from work emails to grocery shopping to reading the news to just chilling out. But we know from our episode on fun that spending so much time on phones really doesn't chill you out. Christy felt this, and she also saw the ways that her family's screen habits were inhibiting their connection to each other. Everyone in her family had reached the point of tech overdose. Christy had a great head start. She talked with her kids about technology and had implemented some restrictions on the amount of time her kids were on screens. But she felt she could be doing more. After the break, I give Christy some concrete tips to carve out some non-screen time. Stay tuned.
Before the break, I spoke with Christy about her screen addiction. She was using her phone in a reactive way whenever she needed some time for herself. Now, let's go to our coaching session. I'll give her some ways to be strategic about when she and her family use screens. So let's talk about some things that you can do. I think for you, we have to start with you. So as parents, we have to be media mentors to our kids in the same way we have to be nutrition mentors to our kids. We're like, we get that cotton candy is really tasty or cookies are fabulous, but you can't eat like the entire bag. You just can't do that, even though you want to, because we know better. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our position now with technology that and so we have to first break our own addiction, and then we create sort of guidelines and, and ways of operating in a house. So I would say for you, there's a couple things that I would suggest. I think that your own, um, you're doing too many different things on technology. And as you were running your list down, some of them are truly practical essentials. If you're running your calendar, that's fine. It works for you. It's maybe connected to your babysitters. I don't know. But if that works, and if it really does work for you, that's fine. And if you have to stay connected to babysitters and pickups, that's fine. Um, You probably have to do email for work. That's fine. But I would say that the non-essentials, which is your decompression time, like I, listen, I'm also on Instagram. Like, I have an Instagram account. I just discovered Instagram. It's really fun. It's cool. It's cooler than I thought it would be. <laughs> but <laughs> it really is. My kids want it. <laughs> um, but I think for you to start with having ways of decompressing that are not technology-based, because that's where you're using technology beyond mm. the function in your life. You're using it as your decompression time to get your mind off of your life, your pressures, whatever's going on. It's the world's most convenient distraction device, procrastination, sort of mindless decompression tool, right? So let's start with you. What things can you do in those moments that you really need to just decompress that are not on social media? Go for a walk, I guess. Yep. You could go for um, a walk. Cook. I like cooking. You do? I do. I'm terrible at it, but. But that's okay. You can get <laughs> better something. if you keep doing it. <laughs> uh, you could cook. Yeah, I can, I can cook. I can walk. I can take my dog for a walk. What about at night? When you get home. Yeah. After a long day and the kids and you like, you need your five minutes or you need your 15 minutes or whatever. What can you do on a daily basis in your own house that is totally screen-free? Without a glass of wine? Or it can include a glass <laughs> of wine. Absolutely. Um, Think of the other senses, things that are use your hands, scent, yeah. sound. Uh, I'm not a yoga person, so I can't do that. I can't. I have a hard time relaxing. I think it's because I'm just on overdrive. Um, but I probably should try. Um, <laughs> uh, Are you musical? Do you I like do, to like draw? This, do you mm, no no musical? I like to listen to music. You I'm do not playing anything though. I haven't played anything in a long time. 
Um, I don't know. What kind of music do you like to listen to? All kinds. All kinds. Oh, look at you light up. You're really lit, lit up yeah, with I that. Yeah, I like music, yeah. Right. So I think the other thing that would really help you is that by the time you are getting home, you've put in a very long work day, which is no self-care. It's all out, right? Mm. You're like giving, giving, giving. Then you walk through the door and you have to be all on with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably, there's no recharge time for you in between. So that's why you want to like, why don't you guys go do this so I can decompress. <laughs> so I would say, I think you should try to, can you listen to that music on your way home? Yeah, I could try that. So what if you listen to music on the way home to really have a little cushion mm. between all the output of work and then all the output with the kids? And listen to music, and then maybe you still walk through the door, and then the first thing you do is connect with the kids, ask how, turn on some music, set the tone, and spend 20 minutes or whatever seeing how their day was. And then you guys can, now what are we going to do? You need help with homework? Are we going to play a game? Maybe you start pulling out board games. They yeah, do, we, we do like board games. Yeah, yeah, so then you do a board game. And... Um, and I think that should be 100% tech-free, mm. period. You guys all have a lot of other hours in the day that you can be on your devices. And if you are recharged a little bit before you then go for that connecting time with them, I think you'll be more ready to do it. That's a great idea. Yep. Yeah. I'll try that. So that's one. It's a great idea. And I'd talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. I would have a conversation and say, you know, we have this problem. I've noticed this problem. Have you noticed this problem? <laughs> we're in a tech world exactly as you described it. And we're not, when one's on and the other wants to connect, somebody's on. Then that one gets on a device and then this one's ready to connect. And we have to synchronize our time when we are connecting to each other and our time when we're connecting to others through our devices. And then you ask the boys what other activities they would like to do that are not tech and why don't we experiment as a family and come up with a, like a list of five things and then try them. Yeah. Because I idea. think everybody has the same goal as yeah. I'm listening to you. I think so too. Right? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> and you just start with start start with that, and then I think you can do similar things on the weekends. One of the things that I talk about in Time to Parent in the book is the idea of creating a kind of a docking station at the entrance of your house for all devices. Hmm. What if you also created a space, and that is where the devices live? Because what you're doing is you're parking. We're not we're not bringing all these friends in. Like we're now here to spend time with each other. It's a great idea. Yeah, I, I have a perfect spot. I'm thinking about it right now. That's a great idea. Right? Yeah. So they're physically far away, and that breaks mm -hmm. the, it sets the tone. It's a physical separation, and it makes it a lot harder to just mindlessly fill in a blank spot and look at your device. It's just too far away. Right. As soon as you stop, your brain goes into a deeper gear, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember what it's like to just be or just be present or really get into a game. And it's about retraining yourself to be present. Mm. But your brain is there ready to do it. That's what the boys were saying to you by their behavior. Right. We're sick of Xbox. We want to go do something physical. Right? So it's right in there. So, and how do you think 
the boys will react? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but I think they'll be up for it. I think mm -hmm. they'll be up for the challenge, especially if they know that I will also partake in the activities yeah. um, and really be fully present, you know, not like have my phone on the side and checking Instagram every two seconds. <laughs> yes. Sometimes what you described as is that the boys want to do something, and if you're not doing it, you are on the side looking at your device because it's boring in a weird way to, mm. like, watch your kids skateboard. It's not particularly engaging. That's a really common thing for parents mm. but kids really feel that you're not you don't care they're oh, looking I know up. they feel that they, yeah so here's the trick when your kids are doing something that they want you to watch or they're doing it and they want you nearby don't focus on your enjoyment of that activity you should spend that time entering your child's world and looking and studying their relationship to that activity. You have an opportunity when your kid is doing something and they want you to watch them to learn a lot about your kid. Like notice what frustrates them, what challenges them, what excites them, what invigorates them. If they keep trying the same trick over and over again, what are you learning about their persistence, mm -hmm. their resilience, their frustration factor? That's something you're learning that when they have trouble with something else, you can say, you know, remember, I know this is really hard, this math, but look at how you are with the uh, skateboard tricks. Mm. I watched you practice that 20 times till you got it. So you can do that with algebra. So watching your kids is an opportunity to learn so much about who they are mm -hmm. that then you can use to encourage them, to guide them, to know them, to validate them. So that is far more interesting. That's a really good point. It's a really good point. Yeah. So what did, you know, what do we talk about that you think will be useful to you? So I think the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that I haven't really thought about stopping or changing my routines because I haven't really thought about it. I was more concerned about, you know, how can I limit the usage for my children? Um, but I haven't really thought about how can I stop myself from, you know, being so dependent on my technology. So that's the first thing. Um, but I like the ideas of kind of doing this together. Um, I think when you do things together, it's always much more, well, it's easier for sure and, and more effective. So I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it, um, coming up with different things to do together and uh, connecting and being present, which is hard to do, I yeah. think. So no, yeah. I think that's great. I have some really great ideas. Before we end this episode, here's what I want to highlight. Kids do as you say, not as you do, which means you need to be a media mentor to your kids. Break your own screen addiction first. How do you do that? Try coming up with things to do that aren't on phones. Make screens the fifth choice, not the first choice. For Christy, music worked for her. Then, by creating a docking station at the front of the house, they created a space where their technology was physically separated from her and her family as they tried to relax and spend time together. That makes it a lot easier for them to sync up their time connecting and be on their screens at the same time. So try to break your tech habits and retrain your brain 
to be more present. This has been the Time to Parent podcast. I'm Julie Morgenstern. My new book, also titled Time to Parent, is out now. Buy it wherever you get books or at the link in the show notes. You can find more information on my website, juliemorgenstern.com. If you like the show, please be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Becky Celestina. Editing help from Alyssa Martino and Katie Ferguson. Thanks also to Tatiana McPartland of Julie Morgenstern Enterprises. She keeps me organized so I can keep you organized. I'll see you in the new year with some special bonus episodes. Mm-hmm.